grab a cup of joe. Pull up your favorite chair and put your feet up. You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. NHL Stretch Run Report from Taipei, Taiwan. With your hosts, Mark Chechnida. It's actually not that big of a trade. It'll give me a little kick in the face-off department. Schottenkirk, I believe, is the man. <laughs> John Snowden. This is you and this is me. Give me that kind of stash, I'd take on the world. I'd cuddle up to a bee before I did a human. And Jeff Rollerman. Good thing people can't see me at home. A one-eyed host. All right. But he's been a loyal soldier. Have they been asking about me? Asking about me? Have they been asking about me? About me? About me? About me? 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 Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Rollman, joined always by two gentlemen who are left unprotected in the podcast expansion draft, Mark Chechnita. I'm just a late bloomer, guys. And John Snowden. Well, don't count me out just yet. As always, we are breaking it down every quarter, and this is the third quarter, so guys, we are entering into the stretch run. John, it's nice to be back at our usual digs here. The studio's looking pretty good. Yeah, we took care of the termites. We're out of the Love Hotel, so that's great. Uh, you guys may have noticed that the control room has been redone. We got some new soundproofing in here. And I don't know if you noticed, the green room is stocked. Mm-mm-mm. What are those over the corner there? The samosas, you mean? Yeah, yeah. the samosas are killer. Yeah, I, well, I just got back from India. I did a couple cooking classes there. And uh, the deep fryer's been running nonstop. And I also really enjoy those chocolate biscuits. Oh, you mean the Ritzberry chocolate fingers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I also picked those up in India. We got a whole case of them. I met one of the distributors, and actually, she um, she's going to sponsor the podcast. Excellent! That's huge. Yeah, they go great with like a nice warm cup of masala chai, sitting here overlooking the beautiful Hooping Riverside Park. Nice way to spend an afternoon. Hey guys, I, I don't mean to be Debbie Down or anything, but uh, have you guys seen the Rod Langway bust? It's something's a little bit off about it. I'm not really sure, but yeah, yeah it seems a little unbalanced. Yeah, well... I think it's in the mustache, no? Yeah, yeah. When they were moving back from the Love Hotel, you know, the movers, they weren't the most delicate men. Um, and yeah, they might have chipped the stash a little bit. It seems like a quarter of it is gone. Well, I, I hope you're seeking legal action for that transgression. Well, I've called them a number of times, but I feel like I'm being bamboozled. Yeah, maybe the problem is you don't know how to say bamboozled properly in Chinese. Maybe if you could just get over that hurdle, you'd fix everything right I've away. I've asked a few people. doesn't seem like there's any good translation. All right, boys. Let's get down to business. It's the stretch run. Let's get a little wild. Did somebody say wild card? Those last few spots in the East and the West are up for grabs. And we're going to break down the team still in the running. And we're going to separate those who are going to make it from those who will not. And of course, we have everybody's favorite segment, Ask the Commish. You can send Jeff Rollerman your emails, your tweets. If you want to get something in at the last minute, you can email us at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at rodlangwayfanclub. And uh, don't forget, the Rod Langway Fan Club is available on iTunes. It's available on Stitcher. It's available on Podcast Addict. It's also available on TuneIn Radio. So find us anywhere and please give us a like. All right. To get things rolling, let's talk a little shop, a little swap talk. We're going to break down the ins and outs of the NHL trade deadline. But first, a word from our sponsor. Ritzbury Chocolate Fingers For tea time or just any time, 
Okay, quick thank you to Ritzberry Chocolate Fingers. Well, boys, the NHL trade deadline. We always look forward to it. It's now come and gone. There was a flurry of deals at the deadline. Uh, we're going to call this segment Swap Talk. So, where would we like to begin here? I think we got to start at the top with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Probably the odds-on favorite for the cup before the deadline, and they probably landed the biggest prize of the deadline with Ryan McDonough. Yeah, I would agree. I think that was the biggest trade of the deadline. Yeah. So in addition to getting McDonough, they also picked up forward JT Miller. Uh, and in return, they sent Vladislav Nemestikov, a 2018 first-round pick, as well as a conditional 2019 second-round pick, forward prospect Brett Howden, and defensive prospect Libor Hasek. Yeah, huge trade for Tampa Bay. What do we think about this here, guys? Jeff, what's your take? Well, if I was a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I would be super excited. I mean, Ryan McDonough, he gives you a little bit of everything. You look at Tampa Bay, they've always had great forwards. What did they need? They needed a defenseman, and they got it. Ryan McDonough, he kills penalties. He can do the power play. Um, an excellent pickup by Tampa Bay. Yeah, you got to think that this is the final piece of the puzzle. The only thing really missing was another top-end defender, and Ryan McDonough certainly fits that bill. And let's not forget JT Miller. This is a very good forward, 20-goal scorer. He can play in a lot of different positions up front. That's a big ad for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, the Rangers, they didn't do that badly on their end. They got two really good prospects, two high draft picks, and Vladislav Nemestikov is a good young forward. So for a team that's rebuilding, I think this is a pretty good first step for them. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good return. The only thing I would say is that Ryan McDonough, he was their captain. He was their best player. He was kind of their heart and soul guy. And I don't really think they should have had to give up JT Miller. I mean, he's he's a rosterable player. So basically, the Nemestikov for Miller swap was a wash. Um, I don't really think that was necessary. I think it should have just been McDonough for all those prospects and picks. You got to think that the Rangers see something in Nemestikov and they see him as an upgrade. Otherwise, that probably wouldn't have been included. Because I'm sure the Tampa Bay Lightning were not dying to get rid of Vladislav Nemestikov. Well, sure, but I mean, he was playing on the best line. I don't think he's going to have that kind of success there in New York. All right, that wasn't the only trade made in New York. The other big splash was uh, the Rangers trading Rick Nash. They finally did it. This was talked about a lot. They traded Rick Nash to the Boston Bruins for a 2018 first-rounder, Ryan Spooner, Matt Bolesky, prospect defenseman Ryan Lindgren, and a 2019 seventh-round pick. So who do you guys think won this deal? I'd say it's fairly even, but I think that Boston getting Rick Nash is a nice acquisition. This is a guy who might not be the elite level scorer he once was, but I still think he has a good playoff run or two in him. Playing on David Krejci's wing, that's probably where he's going to slot in. I think he could really provide some nice secondary scoring and push Boston to the next level. Yeah, I would just have to disagree with you here. I think this is a lose for Boston, and I think the, the Rangers made up for maybe not getting quite as much for McDonough as they would have liked. Um, if you look at the numbers, Ryan Spooner for Rick Nash, I mean, it's almost just a one-for-one. One. I mean, Spooner's younger. He's got 25 points in 39 games to Rick Nash's 28 points in 60 games. So, I mean, point per game, he's outscoring him. Well, that's a pretty simplistic view, though. Nash has twice as many goals, and look at the talent that he's had around him. No good center iceman to feed him the puck. Sure, but I, I think we got to look at Rick Nash as a washed-up player. I mean, you can't look at 28 points in 60 games and say, yeah, that's a guy that's really going to put us over the top. I think if you put him on a line with David Krejci, with his finishing, he still has the finishing touch. I think he could go on a hot run in the playoffs and make it worth their while. We'll see. I mean, he hasn't had a good playoff run in years, though. 
One nice thing for the Bruins uh, would have to be unloading that Matt Bolesky contract. I never thought they would get out under that one. Yeah, that, that worked out well for them in the end. Yeah, anytime you get a trade uh, where you can get rid of a negative asset like that, that cannot be undervalued. And let's not forget about that 2019 seventh round pick that the Rangers got. Uh, I don't know. It's a little odd, I guess. I, I've heard that the 2019 draft is deep, but is it that deep? Yeah, maybe they're just seeing something we're not. All right. And John, your favorite team, the Winnipeg Jets, they've made a trade. Yes, finally, they made a trade at the deadline. The Jets have acquired Paul Stastny from the St. Louis Blues for a 2018 first round pick, forward Eric Foley, and a conditional fourth round pick. So what do we think about this trade? Well, I know St. Louis has been getting a lot of uh, flack in the media and people are disappointed in St. Louis about giving up a good player like this when they're only a point out of a playoff spot. But I actually think it's a pretty good move with a lot of foresight. If you look at St. Louis's record since November, they've been a 500 team and the goaltending has been really pretty poor for the most part. I know Hutton's been a nice story this year, but this is not the guy who's going to carry you through a playoff run. And they've got a really deep prospect pool. So I think this is kind of a nice reload move. They get a first-round pick for a guy who's going to be leaving at the end of the year. I like it on St. Louis's part. You don't see trades like this that often. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd kind of have to disagree. You look at St. Louis's roster, and I, I look at this, and I think that's a playoff team. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko, Brayden Shen has been a revelation there. Jaden Schwartz has had a great year. Um, back end, you got Petrangelo, one of the best defensemen in the league. And Colton Pareko, also very good. I know Jake Allen, like you said, hasn't been very good. But, like, look at how he caught lightning in a bottle in the playoffs last year and was amazing in that first round. I think if they could just sneak in there, they could really make some noise this year. First round exit, what's the point? Well, I mean, maybe they could get to the second round. Who knows? I mean, I just think you owe it to your group of players. You don't want to throw it in. It's not a good morale move for the room. And what about Stastny? Where does he fit in in uh, Winnipeg? Well, I mean, I, I like the trade for Winnipeg for a, for a number of reasons. I mean, number one, if he can slot in on that second line between Nikolai Ehlers and Patrick Laine, watch out. I mean, that's suddenly a, a first line. The Jets have like two first lines. Um, number two, if that doesn't work out, Stastny, he's a great utility player. Play on the power play. He can kill penalties. He can take draws. I mean, he really slots in anywhere if you want him to. And number three, let's not forget that Paul Stastny, he has a no-trade clause, and he waived that to go to Winnipeg. It has not really been a trade destination in the past. Uh, you know, it's not the bombiest place and doesn't have the most rip-roaring nightlife, but he decided to go there. I think that shows a lot about how far Winnipeg has come as a destination, as a hockey town. Uh, it's really a place people are going to want to go, I, th I think, for the near future. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of fans in Winnipeg that are really happy with this trade to see that the Jets are making a move um, probably a lot of disappointed fans in St. Louis, but we'll see what the future holds. And another big swap at the trade deadline was the two-time Stanley Cup defending champions, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They picked up that third center that they've been looking for in Derek Brassard. They acquired Brassard for defenseman Ian Cole, um, goaltending prospect Philip Gustafson, and a first-round pick and a third-round pick. Any thoughts, guys? Well, it was a fair price to pay, I think. Um, definitely some pretty decent assets going the way of the Ottawa Senators, but this is what they've been looking for all year. Uh, Derek Broussard definitely will slot in nicely on their third line, and I think this is the push that they're going to need, and they've been rolling lately, so I think this is a team to watch out for. And if I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, if I'm the Boston Bruins, if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm taking notice of this deal. Yeah, I mean, it's a good deal for Pittsburgh. They really needed another center to, to fill out the depth there. But I don't really think this puts them above the other teams there in the East. 
Um, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are just running out of gas after so many playoff runs. We'll see. I mean, obviously, you got yeah, Crosby, you got Malkin. recently. Yeah, I mean, they still have a great team. We will see all that playoff experience, but I'm just wondering if a little bit like the Chicago Blackhawks, that maybe they don't quite have it as they did last year and the year before. And another big name that was moved to the trade deadline was Evander Kane. Now, there's a lot of speculation that he would be traded, and he was indeed traded. Evander Kane went from the Buffalo Sabres to the San Jose Sharks. He was acquired for a conditional first-round pick, conditional fourth-round pick, and um, Danny O'Regan uh, forward. Now, it should be noted that that conditional first-round pick actually becomes a second-round pick if Evander Kane does not re-sign with the San Jose Sharks in the offseason. I think this was a really good move by the San Jose Sharks. They've had uh, injuries up front, especially with Joe Thornton. They needed some scoring depth desperately. And uh, hopefully Kane can fill that role. Yeah, but to what ends? I mean, this is another one of those teams that has to make a move every trade deadline, it seems. And I feel like their cup window is already closed on them. So what's the point? I think it's time for them to just start looking towards the future. Joe Thornton is getting long in the tooth and he's been banged up. And uh, I know let, let Patrick Marlowe go in the offseason, but I think this team's cup window, like I said, is closed. It's time to move on. Let's stop throwing away assets and let's look towards the future. I would I would almost agree with you. I, I say one more go at it. I mean, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. They have a lot of experience. Want to see if they can make any kind of run at all. I know it's going to be tough, but just give one more kick at the can, um, you know, if Kane doesn't resign, no big deal. It's a low-risk move. Why not do it? See what happens and then move on next season. Yeah, the price seemed to be right for them. But, you know, you hear a lot of stories about Kane in the dressing room. And you wonder how that might affect them. Yeah, but you look at the the San Jose locker room. And that's a locker room with a lot of veterans. I mean, you don't want to mess around with that kind of dynamic. I don't think Kane will step out of line against Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Brent Burns. I think they'll keep him in check and say, this is the way we want our team to be run. And I think he'll, uh, at least for... The rest of the year, he'll be okay. So those were the really big swaps at the trade deadline, guys. But there was lots of small deals that went on as well. Um, I'm thinking of the the Thomas Tatar trade with Vegas. I'd say it's more of a medium-sized trade. Uh, Yeah, a little bit of a head-scratcher on this one, though. Tatar um, going to Las Vegas for a first-round, second-round, and a third-round pick. Seems a little steep, doesn't it? Yeah, it does to me. I mean, I kind of looked at Vegas and thought, you guys are playing with borrowed money right now. Why not just keep it that way and and see what the future holds? And what about this um, Ryan Hartman from the Blackhawks who goes to Nashville? I know, I kind of like this one. Uh, Instead of going for a rental, they go for a young guy. You know, he scored 20 goals in his rookie season last year, and this is a guy that can help with their forward depth. And I know they gave up a first-rounder, but this is going to be, what, maybe a 30th or a 31st overall pick, so... Eh, why not? Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't, re- I don't really have any strong feelings about it. I mean, they gave up a first rounder. Hartman was a first rounder himself and proved to be a roster role player. So why not? Yeah, it kind of puts the exclamation point on Chicago's terrible season. Yeah, um, the New Jersey Devils were busy. Um, they made a couple of uh, trades. They re- received um, Michael Grabner and Patrick Maroon. Yeah, I don't see either of those guys making a huge impact, but. It's going to help out with their scoring depth, and maybe they can win a round or two and make things interesting in New Jersey. And that's that's a breath of fresh air for a franchise that's been pretty pretty bad for the last few years. Yeah, good reward for a team that's played above expectations. I think it's it's a nice it's a nice salute to the fans and the and the players on the team. Yeah, and uh, one of your favorite players, Mark, uh, Sir Thomas Vanek, oh, was yeah. traded by the Vancouver <laughs> Canucks to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh yeah, there's a. There's a great trade. The guy who gets traded at the deadline every year and does nothing in the playoffs. Is anyone ever going to learn? 
yeah, not not a fan of this move, but whatever. Vanek, I'm sure we'll see him again next year. At He's the not the best runner Thomas port. that was traded at the deadline. I think Thomas Placanic will have more name, more of an impact with his new team. Vanek or Placanic? Yes, well, that's yeah. the other deal. I mean, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs um, acquired Thomas Placanic from the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I know his offensive game is kind of non-existent now, but he's still a good depth guy. You know, he wins draws, he'll kill penalties, and he's a responsible guy you can trust. Yeah, Swiss Army Knife, why not get him? And another deal that caught my eye was the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, they had to make a move, basically. Two of their goaltenders were hurt. They picked up Peter Mrazek from the Detroit Red Wings for almost nothing. I think the Red Wings were just happy to get rid of Mrazek and to get anything for him, really. And Philly was desperate, so it was a, it was a pretty good deal for both teams. Mrazek's already gotten a shutout under his belt as a flyer, so hey, maybe this will work out. He'll get hot for a while and maybe drag them into the playoffs. Yeah, well, it looks like right now we got a battle of Pennsylvania lined up in the playoffs. That would be a fun thing to see, and maybe Mrazek would be a guy that could make a difference in that series. All right, well, that's enough swap talk for now. John, hit the music. Welcome back, everybody. That was Duran Duran with Wild Boys. And guys, here we are at the three-quarter mark, and it is time to talk about the wild card. You're wild, man! Wild! Wild! Now, when the NHL decided to change their division formats and add the two wild card spots, I'm sure this is exactly what they had in mind. We've got a bunch of races going on. Let's take a look at the East first. So really, at this point, there are three teams fighting over that last wild card spot in the East. Um, it does look like the New Jersey Devils have locked down a playoff spot for the first time in ages. Um, you know, they've got Corey Schneider back, and they made a couple trades at the deadline. So things are looking good for them. And on the other side of that coin, unfortunately, is the New York Islanders. They've uh, had a bit of a rough stretch, dropping two games last week to the Montreal Canadiens. Goaltending is still a big question mark, and it looks like they might be on the outside looking in. Yeah, a lot of weight on Doug Waite. So I'd like to focus in on one of the teams that's really still in the thick of things in that battle for that last spot, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is a team that last year finished fourth in the NHL. They had a really surprising year. Um, they got great contributions from um, Alexander Wenberg and Cam Atkinson. Also a great season from uh, Zach Wierenski in his rookie year. Yeah, well, all three of those guys have dropped off. Uh, Wenberg and Atkinson dealing with injuries all year long and the the dreaded sophomore slump kind of uh, taking the wind out of Zach Wierenski's sales. And Sergei Bobrovsky is another guy who's been kind of up and down after a hot start. He's come back down to earth as well. Yeah, they made that trade for Panarin in the offseason. It seems to have worked out pretty well for them. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their roster, they still got some really good players. Panarin being prime among them, he's been their best contributor this year. And they've also got Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's uh, playing very well this year. Um, so they still have a lot of ability, and it seems like they could sneak into that last spot. 
Now, unfortunately, they did just suffer a pretty major loss. Uh, Josh Anderson's going to miss the next four weeks, and he's been a real revelation on that first line with Panarin. Yeah, he's another guy who this year has really emerged as a threat. So do you think they'll be in or out? I've, I'm going to have to say in. You're going to say in? In. Okay. I think yep. out. You're going to say out. Yeah, I think they, they'll be in, but it's going to be right down to the wire for them. Um, and what about you, Mark? What team are you looking at in the East? Well, it's funny because our, our last show, we were talking about teams that had made mistakes, and uh, the Florida Panthers was a team that we, we gave it to them a little bit. And I'm not going to say that they haven't made mistakes, but uh, they still got a lot of talent on that roster, yes. and they've been one of the hottest teams in they've the league. They've been hot late. recently. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Look at the, their centermen. I mean, right down the middle, that's a, that's a great one, two, three punch. Yeah, you got Alexander Barkov, who's been playing out of his mind. Vincent Trocek has been so consistent throughout the entire year. And, of course, Bukestad's a great third-line centerman as well. So, yeah, their, their strength definitely yeah. comes from what they have down the middle. And he can move around the lineup. Sometimes they play Bukestad on the wing as well. Yeah, which is nice to have those options. And they've also got the 3M line with McGinn, McCann, and Mammon. The M, M, and M line. Mmm, what a line. And, of course, uh, Roberto Luongo is back, and he's, he's a goalie you want for the stretch run over a guy like James Reimer. Yeah, and their top-end defense is pretty good as well. Yeah, and Aaron Ekblad's had a really nice second half. He's scored some big goals for them recently. Uh, Keith Yandel, big signing last year. Didn't really pay off last season, but he's been one of their better defensemen this year as well. So uh, things are looking pretty good. Not to mention Mike Matheson, young defenseman, starting to come into his own as well. Okay, Mark, in or out? In like McGinn. Well, I can't say in if I put Columbus in or out. Yeah, I'm going to stay with Columbus, but I really think they're a great dark horse. So, Jeff, who are you talking about there? Well, in my mind, I'm going out to Carolina. The Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, don't count these guys out. Uh, they've gotten some really nice contributions from uh, Tara Vinen and Aho. They've got some veterans like uh, Skinner and uh, Jason Williams. And if they can just get the goaltending from uh, Cam Ward and Scott Darling, they might be able to creep in there. I just don't see it happening. For me, it all comes down to the goaltending, and it's just not there. Cam Ward, this is not 2006, and Scott Darling, you never really were something, were you? Yeah, I kind of like the uh, defense in Carolina. They've got um, Slavin and um, Brett Pesci, Noah Hannafin, Justin Falk. Uh, they've also got uh, TVR, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and um, I kind of like that blue line. Yeah, it's a nice young core there. Um also, Bill Peters, he's a well-respected coach around the league, and he runs a really uh, tight puck possession kind of game. And I think that's a game that in the future will bring them some success. Yeah, but in the end, will they be in? Well, I got to say out. Hard out. Yeah, I'm going to say out as well. Again. All right, let's shift over to the Western Conference, where it is a wild, wild west. For the wild card, we've got lots of battles going on, both in the division and for the wild card spot. Yeah, it's a wide open race. There are two available playoff spots and teams from both the Central Division and the Pacific Division have a chance. Yeah, for me, it's all about the state of California. Now, other than the Las Vegas Knights, nobody really has a spot locked down in the Pacific. So from second to fifth, it's kind of a toss up right now. Now, I think San Jose is probably in the best shape. I wouldn't worry too much about them. Uh, But Anaheim and Los Angeles, those are two teams that are going to be jockeying for spots right down to the end. And I want to focus on the Anaheim Ducks because this is a team that wasn't that far away from a Stanley Cup final last year. They've dealt with injuries the entire season. Goaltender John Gibson just coming back. Who knows how long that will last with the way he seems to get hurt. But I think he's the key to their season. If he stays healthy and gives them the kind of goaltending that he's capable of, sky's the limit. 
Yeah, I really like their back end as well. I mean, you look at Lindholm. I think he's one of the best and most underrated defensemen in the league. Um, as well, you've got Montour. You've got Josh Manson. Josh Manson. Cam Fowler, Cam great player Fowler. too. Yeah, yeah. So lots of defensemen to help out Gibson. Up front, they got some great veterans. Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff, that classic combo still going after all these years. Uh, Ryan Kessler, he doesn't quite look like he's fully back, but he's going to be a big key to any playoff run they want to make as well. Yeah, yeah big, I think they're saving him for the playoffs. Big year out of uh, Ricard Raquel, for sure. Wow, what a year. Every year he's been improving. He's up to a career high in points and goals, and there's still 20 games left in the season. Yeah, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Okay, so guys, in or out? In it to win it. Yeah, I got to go in on the Ducks. Yeah, the Ducks are definitely not going to fly south. They're in. And John, how do you see things uh, shaken down? Well, looking at the Central Division, I mean, it's got to be the best division in hockey, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, unfortunately, St. Louis has really tailed off. We talked about them a little bit earlier. So, you know, I would like to focus in on one of the most surprising stories of the year, and that's got to be the fact that the Colorado Avalanche are making a run for the playoffs. I mean, really, who would have thought Who'd have thunk it? They were terrible last season. Yeah, and I believe here on the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast, we had them last in the West this year when we were when we were making our early uh, season predictions. So, I mean, big surprise there. I think the team lives or dies with Nathan McKinnon. I mean, what a player. He has really come into his own after that Matt Duchesne trade and uh, seems to be the elite player that we always thought he could be. Yeah, not to mention his line mates too. Miko Rantanen having a great season. And uh, Gabriel Landeskog has been outstanding as well. Yeah, the captain. He's been uh, really performing well. Yeah, and surprising they're doing so well with uh, Eric Johnson on the shelf. Probably their best defenseman. Yeah, so when he comes back, I mean, we'll see. They could make some noise and sneak in there. Yeah, Bernier held the fort very well while Varlamov was out. And that's the thing is Varlamov is going to have to play well down the stretch to get them in there. Yes, he will. No one's ever questioned his talent. It's just the consistency that hasn't been there. But uh, yeah, he could put it all together and this team could make some noise. Yeah, there's a lot of energy there. So we'll see what happens. All right, boys. So in or out? Can't believe I'm saying this, but in. I'm going to have to say out. Yeah, they're close, but not yet. I'm going to say out. Well, in my mind, you can't talk about uh, the Wild West without talking about the Dallas Stars. This is a team that still seems to be hanging around there. They've got an incredible top line with Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, and Alexander Radulov. Wow, what a line. Yeah, one of the best in the business. Unfortunately, that's kind of where it ends for them up front. It's a really top-heavy team, and I just, I'm not sure if that's going to be enough to get them in there. I mean, I think it's the same story on the back end as well. You look at their D and also you're like John Klingberg, one of the best in the game, certainly a Norris Trophy candidate. But after that, it really tails off. I mean, their bottom four defensemen, not so great. Yeah, it really starts to thin out there. And their forward lines, I mean, after that big top line, who else do they have? I mean, Hansel has been a complete bust. Jason Spetz is really starting to show his age. Yeah, for sure. He's not the player he once was. I think the biggest question mark has still got to be the goaltending, though. Ben Bishop is such an up-and-down guy. He'll have a 38-save shutout one night, and then he'll blow four easy shots and let in four goals on 16 shots the next night. And that kind of goaltending, I don't know if that's the goaltending of a playoff team. So what do you guys think? Do the Dallas Stars have a, a shot at it here? I think their, their top-end talent is going to get them to the playoffs, but just, and that's going to be the end of their season. I think they're just going to squeak in there. There's no denying the talent on that first line, but for me, Bishop's just not the man for the job. Out. Well, guys, that about does it for our wild card talk. That was wild! Oh, there, John. Save some energy for the playoffs. Well, we might not agree on everything, 
but we can agree that it will be an exciting home stretch. John, hit play. Right, from 1961, that was Please, Mr. Postman, from the Marvelettes. And that brings us to our next segment. This is Ask the Commish. Sorry, sorry, what was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? Guys, it gotta dress your players. Gotta dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. So we have been taking your emails and your tweets. You can email us at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or you can tweet us at rodlangwayfanclub. So we're still accepting them. If you want to get something in last minute, go for it. And where are we gonna begin? We got a tweet here from Ivan Bragovich. Hmm, okay. And he says, the latest Olympics, great or the greatest? Well, personally, Ivan, I was very extremely disappointed that the NHL players did not participate. I was also very extremely disappointed. My extreme disappointment was very extreme and great. <laughs> it was a great tournament to watch, though. Um, I have to say, even without the NHL players, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that gold medal game between Germany and Russia will go down as a classic. Yeah, no doubt. That was one of the great gold medal games I've ever watched, and I expected it to be a complete cakewalk for the Russians. Um, three to two for Germany with a minute left. They've got a power play. Don't shoot the puck! Oh my goodness. But full credit to the Russians. They did what they had to do. They got the gold medal everyone expected they would get. Yeah, and I really think it's great for Ilya Kovalchuk. He was a longtime NHLer and never really found the success that he deserved as a player of that caliber, but finally he's won something big, so good for him. Yeah, and he might be returning to the NHL next season. And I think I speak for everybody here that I hope that the NHL players will participate in Beijing. Yeah, let's get a best-on-best best tournament, though, next time, because it just wasn't the same. This was not elite-level hockey. It was good in the end, but not really worth the price of admission. Yeah, I was quite impressed with the uh, the Canadian team. Unfortunately, they didn't do that well. They got the bronze medal, though. I just think it's a shame that we missed out on seeing Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby together. What magic that would have been. Yeah, still in his prime, Crosby, with uh, coming up, uh, Connor McDavid. Or, I mean, even watching Eichel and, and uh, Austin Matthews. That's right. The American team would have been stacked this or, year. Or, I mean, the Russians also would have been stacked. I mean, Kucherov, Malkin, Ovechkin, that would have been a great team, too. So it's a shame we missed out on all of that. Okay, and so what's up next? We got a letter, we got a tweet, we got an email. Yeah, this is fresh off the presses here, boys. We just got a tweet from Randy Sidorkowitz from Kanata, Ontario. He writes, great breakdown of the trades, guys. I'm just wondering, do you have anything to say about the trades that didn't happen, specifically Eric Carlson? Yeah, I don't know. I never at any point really thought Carlson would be moved before the deadline. just felt like it was too rushed and that the Ottawa Senators would be best served waiting to see what the summer offers instead. Yeah, this is a team that was one goal away from making the Stanley Cup final last year. And uh, this season has just all gone to pot. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is like what they're asking for him is is the farm, really. I mean, they're asking for uh, prospect, uh, draft picks, and rosterable players. That's quite a lot. And if this was the Eric Carlson that was playing last year, um, sure. But this is a guy who had quite a, quite a serious injury. And is he the guy that can pot 70, 80 points, or is he the Eric Carlson that can pot 60, 65 points? I mean, if he's that guy, obviously he's a great defenseman, but he's not that franchise player. Yeah, would you pay him $12 million in a salary cap era? Well, the beauty of it is that you would get a year on his old contract to evaluate that, and then you would be able to make an offer based on how he plays next year. And a lot of players coming back from major injury, the first year is always a little bit rough, and it's the second year where they start to return to form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope he does return to form because he is just such an exciting player to watch. Yeah, and if he does leave Ottawa, wow, a team is going to get a great defenseman. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, are there any other trades that, uh, or any other trades that did not happen? Well, Mark, what did you think of the Montreal Canadiens? That's your team there. Do you think that they did enough at the trade deadline? Well, they did what I thought they would do. They traded the obvious unrestricted free agent Thomas Bukanek. They got an okay return for him. Um, a lot of people are talking about Pacioretty, and I do think he's on his way out. But again, this is probably one of these trades that gets made in the summertime, and they'll get a better return at that point. But I do think that he has played his last season in Montreal. Yeah. And John, what about Arizona? Do you think they're busy enough at the deadline? No, I don't. I mean, they're a team like right at the bottom of the league there. they got to make some moves. Uh, Max Stoney was on the trading block. Nothing happened there. Um, sure, Eck- he's still he's still young enough, though. He could turn it out, turn it around. He, he could turn it around. I mean, he's a great player. Is but- he great? Well, he's a good player. He's a talented player. He's a ta- he's, he's, he's got a potential yes. to be great. Yep. He's Still a player enough. who has the talent, and people should be excited about him. But yeah, I mean, uh, playing on that team, he's just he's just sort of festering there. Um, I think he needs a new environment, and uh, trade should have happened. Obviously, Oliver Ekman Larson is another player who's been mentioned in trade talks, um, but that didn't happen. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. But it's to- it's time for a full teardown and rebuild in Phoenix. Yeah. Did you guys think there was any potential that the uh, Vancouver Canucks might actually trade the Sedin Twins? I don't think there was any interest on their parts to move, so I'd- I don't think that was ever really a consideration. Yeah, I think there's a stigma surrounding them about their inability to perform in the playoffs. Uh, fairly or unfairly, I would say unfairly. I think they're great players, um, but obviously past their prime. Yeah, I was a little surprised that Mike Green didn't get moved by the Red Wings at the deadline. Well, he was injured at the time of the deadline. I think that probably drove the bidding down for him enough so that Detroit just figured, let's just hang on to this asset and maybe try to re-sign him in the summertime. He's been good for them this year. Yeah, I think we would have seen him move if he was healthy, though. Okay, so what do we have next for Ask the Commish? Uh, We have an email here from C. Love from Seattle asking, what do you guys think about Seattle getting a new team? What are their prospects both on and off the ice in their inaugural season? Well... I would have to say I am very excited about the NHL expanding into Seattle. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, the fans are also excited, it sounds like. Uh, They had a ticket drive. Their goal is to reach 10,000. They did it in 720 seconds. That's crazy. And I think they topped out at 28,000 people laying down deposits. I had no idea Seattle was so hungry for hockey. And what do you think about Seattle? Will they be competitive? Well, all indications from the league are that they're going to use the same setup they had for the Vegas expansion franchise, so I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can learn from what Vegas did, but on the flip side of that, maybe the other teams will learn how to better protect their assets, so they might not have the same pool of talent that uh, Vegas had going into it. And where would you see Seattle fitting into the Western Conference in the Pacific Division? Would one team have to go out? 
Oh yeah, they'd have to move somebody out now. I know Edmonton is the furthest east, but I don't really yeah, see that yeah, happening. Yeah, they're never going to move. They're never going to break up the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, you've got to have the Canucks in there as well. You've got to have the three Canadian teams. Yeah, for sure. The West Coast teams there. Um, I, I think it's got to be Arizona, right? Yeah, the thing about Arizona is you would think that that would be the natural rival with Vegas, right? So who would you take out? Well, you got to take Arizona out, I think. I mean, not, Yeah, not to mention the fact that that's a pretty unstable franchise. Who knows if it'll even be there five years from now, right? Yeah, get them out. All right, boys, I think we should probably wrap this up here. But I think we got, what, one more email there yeah, Mike? Yeah, I found this one. I don't know why it got sent to our junk mail folder. But anyway, I'm going to read it. Uh, it says, Dear Mr. Fan Club, I send this with not as heavy a heart as I might, as I know everyone dies. I am Prince Akeem from Zamunda. The money in our frozen bank accounts is about to become available. However, in the interim, I need sufficient funds to secure my safe passage from Morocco to the Republic of France. I have attached the relevant transfer details and eagerly await your assistance with the guarantee that forthcoming is a princely sum of 250,000 euros. Wow. What do you guys think? I got it like maybe 148 NT. I mean, in my bank account, I think I have enough. Well, thank you, um, Prince Akim, for the email. But I don't know, guys. That does sound kind of fishy. Well, hang on, Jeff. Don't look at the situation. Yeah. I mean, we we could pawn the bust. That would be that would pawn the bust. Yeah, the Rod Langway bust. bust. We could yeah. probably get a decent amount of money for that. Think about all the money that we could gain from this. We could buy like three or four busts. A uh, bust. We could get a statue. We, we could get a, get a statue. That's true. It could be like an investment. I don't know. This sounds like pretty decent opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I'm I'm willing to give it a go, guys. What do you figure? Hang on, hang on here, boys. I don't think we should get too far ahead of ourselves here. This sounds like a scam well, to think me. Think about his situation, man. I mean, us and our first world problems, we should have a heart for this guy. Come on. John, I know I know where you're coming from, and I'm I'm pretty intrigued myself, but I, I think we've all agreed that the commish is, you know, he's our leader, and what he says goes, so I think we need to, to err on the side of caution here and abide by what he has ruled well mark i'll talk to you after the show maybe you and i can throw something together yeah maybe maybe yeah prince akeem i don't know for now but let's uh keep in touch and who knows maybe down the road we can work something out and on that note boys i think it about does it enjoy the stretch run and um i hope you had yourselves a time well i i i hope you had yourselves a time hope you had yourselves a time hope